Heads up, true believers. I wanted to put this together at the beginning of this episode because later in this episode, you'll find that Matt just kind of disappears. Uh, his computer crashed in the middle of us recording this episode. Uh, we were we were not able to to finish with uh, Matt's audio, and it was just me and Ashley at the end of it. So, kind of in a uh, in a in an effort to to get the Stranded Panda Network back on its feet. Uh, on its technological feet, uh, being that Matt does so much work for audio and video editing for the for the network, um, pretty much everything comes out of that computer. Uh, I have set up a GoFundMe page for Matt because he needs a new computer, and that one completely crapped out. We need something to to get him set back up. I have put a a GoFundMe link into the Stranded Panda chat in Facebook. If you are a Facebook follower, but I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, just please, uh, anything that you can give, please help. Uh, we need to get Matt a, a, a working computer again, uh, because this laptop that he's running on is not cutting it. Uh, so yeah, uh, please help out, true believers. Um, thanks. Until next time. Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, there is so much to discuss about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 2, and everything else. But uh, we're ducking feedback and theories, so come along. All that and more after this episode, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair tonight, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ashley? Great, how are you guys? Oh, you know, <laughs> horrible. Just I know. utterly awful. Matt's but got a case of the Mondays. Let's move on. Let's just get right into things. We've been trying to start the podcast for an hour and a half, basically. So <laughs> really ready to get started and talk about Marvel. And now we are. it's going to be a short cast tonight because we've burned up all of our evening. Damn Harbulary batteries. Damn Harbulary batteries is right. Real quick, I want to uh, I want to plug the the MCU cast with a five star review. Oh yeah, hopeful buyer says, "Wow, holy balls, this is good." That's <laughs> that's the subject line, so you know you're in for a treat. If you enjoy Marvel or are just jumping in, this podcast is a must listen. I started listening less than a year ago, and it has greatly influenced my appreciation and understanding of the MCU and Marvel history. Matt, the other guy, and Jeff bring great a, great a listening and deep cuts at an understanding level for all types of fans. I love the geeking out moments where they go super deep and then explain it to a dirty casual, but I enjoy even more the other moments where they're making jokes about Cap's bod. If you aren't listening, you're doing yourself a disservice. Plug in now. Those aren't jokes. Those are just me and Jeff thirsting mm -hmm. over Cap's bod. Super thirsting. And now that we've got Ashley, mm -hmm. yeah, the thirst is real. And yes. we started uh, on our TikTok this week, the, the, the wonderful Melissa uh, Khalil, who's in the chat right now. What up, Melissa? <laughs> started the 100 Days of Thirst for Chris Evans, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. So uh, go check out our Stranded Panda TikTok. It's really <laughs> quite, quite, quite fun. Uh, those have been very funny. Um, that, that first one where <laughs> she had water oh in gosh. her face was so funny. <laughs> don't don't spoil it. Oh, don't sorry. spoil it. <clears throat> um, yeah, they, they're all, they've all been really funny. <laughs> uh, 
I can't. I know. I can't mark her. If we say it, though. It makes me so sad. <laughs> that's true. No, if we say it, it just means that's another thing I have to cut out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we just we need to be super extra professional okay. tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, extra professional. No, no mistakes. No mistakes. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're gonna dive right in to talking about this episode. And Ashley's corner is the first place we do on Mondays. Oh, yeah. We stop at Ashley's corner and see what she's saying. Um, I'm gonna keep it nice and short and sweet because I feel like as we're talking, a lot of the feedback uh, is a lot of how I feel. Um, it was great. <laughs> Uh, within, I think yeah. it was eight minutes, our boys were together, and I said it had to be under 15, and I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> yep, same, um, same. I like the banter and the back and forth, and I know everybody's trying to stick up for this phony cap, but we saw his true colors within the last couple minutes, so I, you know, I don't want to hear it. I was on his side. I was even like, okay, you're helping. You're doing a good job, kind of. Okay, you know, you know. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. There was a lot I hadn't noticed the first watch. Mm-hmm. That I, I was re-watching it this morning, and um, there's a line from his good friend, Lamar, is that his name? Yeah. Lamar Hoskins. Lamar Hoskins, yeah. Battlestar. Battlestar. He goes up to him, he's like, yeah, man, this is the job. You can't just punch your way out of all your problems anymore. Yeah. Like... I, I took that first scene, the first time I watched it, I took that whole first scene as, like, they're humanizing him. They're making him, like, look like he's really trying to do good. But, like, that line is really suspect. Yeah. You can't right. just punch your way out of all your problems anymore. Like, his best friend is telling him, like, maybe a little less violence and more thought. Yeah. And it's like, oh, who is this guy? see it in his eyes. Yeah. I can read yeah. you. It, that last moment, like you said, the last moment of the episode, and as Sam says, it's always that last line. You always have to have that last that last line. Yep. It's always that last line. He says it in the episode, and then there's like that wonderful last line of, stay the hell out of my way. Stay the hell out of my way, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, who the hell do you think you are? Uh, how many universes have you saved? Yeah. <laughs> who the you f- know? do you think you're talking to, oh. sir? It seemed to me, I don't know why, I felt like the fight on the uh, the trucks that was cool and everything, but I'm like, Bucky, I know you're stronger than this. What's happening? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, stop pulling your punches, Buck. <laughs> I do feel like there's a little bit of a weird thing going on with power levels because, like, Buck is a super soldier. So there's five super soldiers on the truck. Like, mm-hmm. Bucky could get wasted, right? But the new Captain America, who is not a super soldier, they did make a point that he's like, so he like really he's a really high level human, but he's not a super soldier. But he still like was able to uh, really do well against five super soldiers. You know, it was kind of like mm-hmm. mm. I mean he 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 fought them. He like knocked a few of them over. Yeah, he was, but like, he used to like thing. remember in he used Sil- the I think Civil War it shows him like training all those other t- people to be super soldiers. And sure, like those people took him down a little bit, but he still put up a heck of a lot of fight. I guess he's not as I don't know. I don't know. I like. I need them oh, you're to remember how strong oh, Bucky about, is. You're talking about Bucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think that's why they threw him on the bottom of the truck. They literally oh, threw yeah, him yeah. under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, that's the thing. They have him like hanging out under the bu- under the truck the entire time instead of engaging in this battle. And it's kind of like, okay, well, I, I I guess you're gonna have to do that. And it's like Falcon is not as strong as Bucky. Mm-hmm. He can fly. He can do tactical things that Bucky can't do. But like, 
it's just kind of a weird, like the power levels are all over the place and I don't really understand. Like I I was constantly thinking about that in this episode. Like (laughs) why is, why is this new Captain America who is less trained, less experienced, uh, less experienced at this kind of stuff than Falcon. And he's performing way better um, in that scene. It seemed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, if, if Bucky just, you know, started whooping ass on top of the truck, uh, the show would have been over. And right. Get out of here with your logic. Over. I don't need logic. <laughs> Talk about super I'm soldiers. Saying, like, it, it was a right. It's, it's, it's as if this stuff is written, you know? He just jumped yeah. out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Bucky, you just jumped out of a plane. Yeah. Take that little girl down. I love that scene. I don't. I don't care. I think that stuff's funny. But he's like, "You gonna let that little girl be up?" I was like, "Yes." They, yeah, they needed to say the line. They needed to be able to say the line of that little girl whooped yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, and another line I really liked this time on the second viewing that I hadn't caught really before was when he said, "Have you jumped on a grenade?" Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, really I saw your TikTok great. video about that. Yes, I wasn't going to use it as another chance to promote my TikTok. But Stranded Panda uh, on TikTok, I made I made a video like showing that scene where he's like, "Have you ever jumped on a grenade?" I have actually four times. <laughs> that was a really funny response. I have to do this thing with my helmet; it's reinforced. Yeah, what a jerk! Yeah. People were saying like somebody posted something in the chat, and they're like, "There's a hundred other things that Steve could have done as a, to use an example, like why they use that one." Right. And it's like, well, that's the only thing he did—not the only thing, but that's something he did when he was still, you know, little Steve, as we like to call yeah. him. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's the only time he ever jumped on a grenade. Like, there's. I actually don't think that that example is Bucky's example because Bucky was not there. Um, probably heard about at it. that base at that time. It probably heard uh, about it. That's a pretty big story. <laughs> Cap, no, Cap saw or Cap uh, put his shield over a grenade in Bucky's apartment in, I think it was Bucharest, or right, wherever yeah. right. wherever Cap picked him up from in Civil War. So that's actually pretty similar to what uh, what uh, New Cap is saying. Mm, don't call him New Cap. Every time I say New Cap, I think New Coke. Right. Worse. Which there you go. people, people didn't like. That's why yeah. I think it's kind of fitting. Okay, yeah, um, no, that's fitting. That's fitting. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> okay. I'll follow you there. His, his name is John. <laughs> I don't think that was necessarily the one that he was talking about, but it might have been. That, obviously, the legend could have preceded him or whatever, mm-hmm. or like gotten out after, after that event. He did go read all about his feats at the Smithsonian, so I bet that was on there. Like, that's how he got picked. That's true. That's true. I, I do think that, you know, he just knows, he knows Steve better than anybody. Like, from before the serum, he knows him better than anybody. Yeah. Right, right. So, that's the, yeah. um, it's the heart, you know? It's it's not, mm-hmm. it's not doing a trick with your helmet, you know? It's not something that's like, oh, it's a funny little thing that I can jump on top of a grenade. It's being willing to sacrifice yourself. Yeah. It's it's the thing that I said on my TikTok, which is just like that moment is when he becomes Captain America in the first Avenger when he jumps on that grenade and he's like, he he wants to do the right thing so much. He he says it. He's like, why why does everyone else get to lay their life on the line and I don't get to? Like he really wants to lay his life on the line for his country and to stop the Nazis. Yeah, and I think it was more of a he felt like he was required to. If other people were doing it. 
Right. He he couldn't do any less. Right. He shouldn't do any less. And I, I just absolutely love that moment because I don't think he's not doing that to win the points. He doesn't think it's a test. He literally looks around. He sees, you know, eight or nine people around him that he knows can go off to war and do do great things to win the fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I it is best for me to die here and save everyone else. And yeah. and that's the way I can have an impact on the world. And it's just it's just heart of a hero. Such a great moment. <laughs> heart of a hero. Yep. That is hot uh, take. Hot take. Captain America is heroic. Hot take indeed. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. No. Um, I wonder if our new patron Brittany Anderson has heard of that. I don't know, uh, but are you gonna? Are we gonna get into the, get into that? Yeah, let's just jump right in. Let's just jump right in. Ash, do you want me to send you to your uh, send me away the feedback cave? Yeah. All right. Ash is going into her feedback cave, and we're going to get into this feedback, and she's going to collect the live feedback. Jeff, hit us with some feedback. Brittany Anderson, our new patron, says, new Patreon here. Super happy to support. Hey, thanks. I just wrote a review on Apple Podcasts with my thoughts on your recent discussions about civil rights in Marvel. Spoiler, as a person of color, I really appreciated it. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany. We really appreciated as many of those as we received this week. Uh, because we definitely received some of the other kind. Um, so, Ooh, did we? Oh, did we? Yes. Please just go check it. Check out our one star reviews. Yeah. On Panda Army. Is it? We're getting. We need you. Five stars yeah. all day. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it petty of me to feel vindicated when people of color write in to say that we're doing a great job talking about racism? No. And and discussing it because like. Well, it's it's not about doing a great job. I, it's about the fact that. I, I think personally that it's about like just having the conversations and not being not shying away from them. Yeah. Right. Um, I do think stars. it's important to, and I know there's people even hearing us mention it now that are going like, "Oh, they're doing it again." I'm gonna go leave another one star review. Right. Yeah. Oh, so political. Just want to say, did you see the episode? Because I think Marvel kind of told you exactly what their standpoint is moving forward with it, and if that's how you feel about the show, I like. I'm sorry that you're not gonna enjoy it. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> true. Thank you, Ashley. Oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> no, that's, the, that's the take that's accurate and needed and necessary. Like, that's yeah. the tough loving that we, <laughs> that we prize you for. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and tell me I don't know about it. I'm from West Philadelphia, born and raised. I said it, so you didn't have to. <laughs> 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 right. Thanks, Brittany. Uh. That's great. Uh, but yes, thank you, Brittany. When uh, when I rewatched this morning again, another line that I caught that really like I think underscored the racism aspect a little bit um, that I hadn't caught before was uh, Bucky comes in and he says, uh, "You have no right to turn down that shield." Ooh, and uh, and Sam said, "I forget the exact line. I think I wrote it down." Here's what you're not gonna do. You're not going to come here with your overextended life and tell me about my rights. <laughs> and it's like he's under he under he's underlining how much fewer rights his people had you know when when uh, Bucky was being raised basically. And he's like yeah. you're not going to come in here with that 1920s talk, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know that I took it that way. I you can interpret it differently, but that's that's definitely like you're not going to come in here with your overextended life and tell me about my rights felt uh, felt pretty pointed. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did you take it? I feel free. I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel like he was saying, um, 
that you're bringing your old perspective here. I feel like it was him saying like you and your life has gone completely fucking awry. Like, how dare you try to tell me what I can and can't do with mine? Possibly. Uh, I, I don't think that he was saying, Hey, Bucky, you're being a racist. I think he was saying that like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're not, you're not going to tell me my, about my right, what my rights are. Yeah. Um, which is, which a, but underlining it by saying you're a man from the 19, uh, whatever twenties and thirties. Like you're not going <laughs> to tell me what my rights are. I don't know. Could have been, could have been. Been. been, he said it that way for a reason. Seems, seems like the two are connected, but maybe not. Maybe you're Could correct. Be. I don't know. Let's get to the feedback. Anyway. Next up, Corey Small says, or sorry, Corey Small, a new patron, says, hello, guys. I Thank used you, to Corey. only send in emails, but I listen to the podcast every week, and I thought, you know what? Why not join the Patreon? And here I am. You're actually <laughs> my you, first Corey. patron donation. Cue audience applause. <laughs> anyway, glad to be here. Now on to the more serious stuff and why we're all here. MCU content, or more presently, Fatwas. Fatwas. In regard to the political aspects of this whole ordeal, I just want to say that I could give two wet farts about what's going on in the real world. I watch these films and television shows and this podcast to get away from the hustle and bustle of ordinary life. It's a shame we have to drag the dreaded aspects from our 9 to 5 into the most successful escape ever thought of. I'm not political and I'm not here to state my opinions on these matters. I just want to remind everyone of why we're here and it's as follows. Marvel rocks our socks off. So sit back, stuff your face with popcorn or whatever Zarg nut you prefer, and let's enjoy this together. Now, assemble! <laughs> this is uh, interesting. I like the positive nature of, of that uh, let's keep it fun. Let's keep it fun. Let's keep it light. And I'm, I'm down with that. Let's keep it fun. Let's keep it light. We're not going to... I wrote him back on, on Patreon, I'm sure, but uh, we're not going to shy away from the issues. But yes, that is why we're here. This stuff is awesome. I love this. I love all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, the storytelling of Marvel opens the door for these discussions. And I, I mm -hmm. and, but like, it also is just fun and it is good popcorn time. So, yeah. 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 Yep. If the Baltimore scene wasn't enough to show you, you know, what, what they're trying to say with and inside the show and how impossible it's going to be for us to shy away from it, then I don't know, you know, what else to tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we've been hit at both sides with one-star reviews of people saying that we aren't knowledgeable enough or we aren't uh, whatever uh, enough to, to have racial discussions. And then we've had one-star reviews on the other side saying that, like, you know, just don't have any discussions. Yeah. It's not okay. And, like, we're going to have to – we're going to. It's where we fall on this issue. Like, it, and, 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 like, we're, we're just going to have the discussions mm -hmm. that this show leads to. And I just don't even think we really even need to touch on it that much more. Like, it's just going to be yeah. there. And I think the people that are that pissed off in either direction, I, I'm sorry, guys. It's just, it, this is obviously <laughs> a more divisive topic than it should be. Maybe um, come back for Loki? <laughs> yes. If you're, yeah. if you're that upset, maybe come back for Loki. We're just doing the best we can. Just doing the mm -hmm. best we can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and doing what our own consciences uh, lead us to do. Ever forward. Yeah. Ever forward. Susan Parabo on Gmail said, Hi, not only am I a new listener to your podcast, but I'm new to the MCU. I was a casual oh, fan cool. before, but a few months ago, my 14-year-old daughter got obsessed. <laughs> and since then, I've watched all the movies with her multiple times and got totally sucked into Wanda. And now, Fatwas. 
I started looking around for a podcast that I could or that could feed my MCU hunger, and you guys are it. I'm writing specifically to say not only is your show awesome overall, but I think you're doing a great job with the race discussion. Sadly, I think we may all have to say civil rights is not a political issue repeatedly for the rest of our lives, and some people still won't believe it, but I love how you back that up with the brilliant, beautiful statement from Stan Lee on the most recent cast. Please, please keep doing what you're doing. The balance is just right. Thank you very much. And who brought up that beautiful, brilliant statement from Stanley? <laughs> well, uh, I think this guy. The statement was the statement was brilliant, not necessarily bringing it up, but yeah. Oh no, um, she said she loved it, Matt. She loved it. <laughs> she said she loved it. I, I also loved it. I also loved it. Actually, the 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 edit that made the podcast. We I, I don't know if you I don't know you I know you don't listen to the podcast. I don't listen so, to but, my own voice. What um, are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, who does? Who listens to Elon Musk? But actually, we we started talking after someone wrote in a question, and we started talking, and we meandered around the point, and we kind of like talked about whether we should talk about this stuff, and like, and we were standing basically saying the same stuff, but we were like really meandering about it, and then finally, you were like, "Let me just read this from Stan Lee." And so when I edited the podcast, I just cut out all the stuff where we were meandering around. It was just like someone asked the question, and you just read the Stan Lee thing. I think. <laughs> oh, that's edit. even better. Yeah, much, much better. Oh, thank you for editing me to be freaking brilliant, Matt. You're the best. <laughs> it seemed like we were really prepared. It was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was very prepared. No, if you if you go Can't back and watch the video, you can watch you Googling. You're like, I remember this thing. Like, your, your eyes are looking at the screen like... I saw a thing recently. Oh, it's right here. Have we got any... I know. I know we don't have that much time. And okay. I don't want this entire episode just to be about us either being patted on the back or reprimanded for talking about race. So is there any, like, feedback that's just, like, fun and interesting about the show that we can just, like, jump into? Well, here's a here's another one, the the very next one. Jeffrey James, uh, longtime James. fan and patron. Uh, says, one, of our, one of our first people that was writing in regularly. Yep. He says, Tony may have funded the Avengers, but Pepper wasn't a fan of the Avengers when Tony was alive. Why would she want to spend even a single cent on the quote-unquote superhero life when that stuff resulted in the death of her husband? She probably doesn't even want to hear the word Avenger ever again. I don't know that she was not a fan of the Avengers, right? Like, she was not a fan of Tony continuing to fight. Like, literally get in an Iron Man suit and fight. I don't even think she even necessarily minded him, like, fund all his like project of trying to save the world mm-hmm. i think generally she liked that probably mm-hmm. wasn't happy involved with a lot of stuff in far from home he was so uh, wouldn't yeah. like that stuff still be being funded like all the the stark tech and stuff would technically still be kind of funded by that you know how he makes well, it's, it's the foundation it's the foundation that he started but no, like there was specifically in infinity war when uh tony and pepper were talking about um Tony's dream, and uh, Pepper was like, if you wanted us to have a life, if you wanted us to be together like that, you wouldn't have made that and pointed at his um, his new chess piece. Right. And, I, and he's like, but oh, I, no, I'm not being a... That's not... It's just a... Uh, I don't think that's the... I don't think it's that she hated the Avengers, though. Like, or that even there was a team of defending Earth. I think it's more that she hated that Tony 
would not give up his like personal involvement as Iron Man. Right. Uh, I think she would. I think she would have been fine funding the Avengers and Tony being involved in it. Like, but it's just a matter of like him being in a suit, risking his life every day. Yeah. And in the end, she came to terms with the fact that he was never going to give it up because he wouldn't be at peace. That's who he was, you know. But I, I don't know. I get the feeling that it was more of just that personal. Him personally putting himself in danger, that was a problem. Because they wanted to have kids and get married and all this stuff. And she was like, you're out there fighting, uh, you know, aliens and monsters. And I need you to not do that to prioritize us. But in the end, she was like, yeah, I, I get that's who you are. Yeah. Ashley, um, I hate to steal your, your thunder for just a second, but I am a fan of the God of Thunder. Um, I glanced over <laughs> at, the, at the chat just um, for a brief moment. And saw that Rob Arbery's uh, put in comparison. You can be a fan of the military, but not want your significant other going to war. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, right. Be a, he being a vet, is very likely uh, involved in that sort of life. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, understands so, that. He, he, yeah, that's the word I was going for. He understands yeah. that. Anyway, so yeah. that's a great comparison for yeah. uh, for Pepper and Tony there. But I think maybe, you know, maybe the bitterness, uh, or rather, maybe Pepper is bitter over Tony having lost his life, you know, in in such a way to this sort it's of possible. thing. Yeah. For sure. And that embittered her. For um, sure, though. I, though, at the, in the end, she was in the suit fighting beside yeah, him. Yeah, she kind of told him, like, she knew he wouldn't rest and, you know. Yeah. He gave her an out. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the end, she really did encourage it. So... Yeah, she's um, like, it's okay as long as I get a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's how I feel about it, too. Like, it's fine, but you got to include me. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it last time. Like, I was talking about, you know, like when they lived at the Avengers thing, they probably had money and this and that. I completely forgot that whole thing got completely annihilated and Tony mm-hmm. sold Stark Tower. So there's literally nowhere for anybody to live right now. There's yeah, no base. Right. There's no Avengers anything. Yeah. Sword maybe has that base, but other than that. They probably have some other facilities if the Avengers are a thing at all. It's very possible the Avengers just don't exist right now. Yeah. I don't know. The way that that kid in the first episode or that person was like, the Avengers, the Avengers. In the comics, Young Avengers is like brought together by like the ghost of Vision or something like that. Oh, God. Like the Vision's programming. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just, I just wonder if like the young Avengers could be brought together by white vision. Like his, his, he, he, he tries to take on like the mission of his original, uh, his original, I guess, uh, version and like create the Avengers. And he does that by reaching out to like powered people throughout the, whatever. Mm. I don't know. Oh yeah. Mr. Stark kept a list of superpowered individuals that in the event of his untimely demise would be yeah. activated to form a new team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. That was good. Uh, that was good dialogue you just wrote there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel, cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> Moving forward. Trina Carpenter. I know Ashley really wants to hear this one. Mm-hmm. Trina Carpenter yeah. says, Hey, Ashley, hey. the perfect lady in the chair, my queen, my fellow thirsty Bucky Stan, probably witch in disguise, and my hero, Heart. Uh, <laughs> thanks, girl. Hey, girl. I see you. Oh, and hi, Matt and Jeff and Jay Scotty. 
Yep. We, we should have done it. We told them last week that Ashley's the one that's picking the feedbacks, and now uh, and, and, and putting them in order. And now, now they know she's not above bribery. <laughs> yeah. Easily bribed. <laughs> Trina goes on to say, "I'd just like to say that." Uh, how you handled the fatuous political and racial discussions was nearly perfect. It's absolutely stupid how many people are mad. I like the discussion a lot. It didn't feel like it took over the pot or anything like that. I think you handled it very well. If you would have ignored the racial and political bit of fatuous, it would have made people mad as well, and you just ignored it. Uh, it would have yeah. been so tone deaf and so much worse than talking about it. Addressing it and talking about it was the right way to go. Mad props to y'all. You're doing amazing. Keep on doing you. Truth is, I was literally like, after that, after we recorded that one podcast where we went particularly uh, into things, got into the political more, and I was fully like, after the podcast, like, I'm going to edit some of that out. Like, we just went, we went a little too far. And then I was listening to myself in the, in my impassioned discussion. And one of the things I was like, and it's just not okay to be quiet about this. And I was like, I can't edit this. Like, yeah. I can't edit all this out, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't edit all the, all the, at least the, at least the major points of it. Yeah, we're going where the show takes us. I hope everyone's along yeah, for the ride. For sure. And and of course where our own consciousnesses take us yeah. and where we what we think. This is our show. We talk about the things we think. <laughs> it's, it's my space. Get your own. I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every goddamn word I have to say. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. The truth is, this is not just our show. It is also the listener's show. And they and that's what we're doing right now. We, we, we wrangle up all the feedback and get it, get it going. Um, yep. <clears throat> uh, Anthony Bragg on Twitter said, Hiya, big fan of your podcast. I found it about a month ago during WandaVision. Now I can't wait to listen every week. Fox is set after WandaVision, right? Did you notice how Rhodey said to Sam that some allies are now enemies? Could he be alluding to Wanda? Thanks. Rhodey said that? Rhodey said that, yeah, in the mm -hmm. first episode. I had forgotten about that line because there's a similar kind of line in uh, WandaVision. There's the, uh, there's a lot of, we have a lot of enemies out there. And she's like, we have a lot of allies too. And it's yeah. almost as if those who live through the five-year blip are like, not that many allies. Like al enemies are becoming allies, or whatever. Strike that. Reverse it. Allies <laughs> are becoming enemies. <laughs> uh, Willy Wonka over here. Thank you. <laughs> yes, got the Willy Wonka reference. <laughs> I'm a little too young. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, it's not true. You're older you than me. You mean that Johnny Depp movie? Yeah. <laughs> you put so much vocal fry on that. Thank you for that, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I totally saw it. <laughs> I hate everything right now. <laughs> Dylan Bruce Hunsinger on Facebook sent us a message. Hey guys, I don't know if this theory has been tossed around or not, so hopefully this isn't wasting your time. If it was, then Mephisto? Okay, anyway, so my theory is what if Bucky assassinated Riley, Sam's wingman? In Captain America the Winter Soldier, Ooh. which is Catwiss, Sam tells Steve that he and his weak men were on a standard rescue mission when an RPG knocked him out of the sky. I'm sure they don't want to fully revisit the entire Civil War plot, even have Zemo reveal it again. Uh, but it could be an explanation as to why Bucky is ignoring Sam's texts. Uh, I could even potentially see them doing a reveal of it like they did in Civil War, but as opposed to reacting like Tony did, Sam knew the whole time... And 
Ooh. While there are still emotional scars from that happening, maybe he's quicker to understand that Bucky didn't have any control over what he did than Tony did. Maybe this is what pushes Bucky to tell Yuri about his son. Uh, or maybe, you know, hey, maybe Mephisto shot down Riley. Maybe yeah. Mephisto is the one that reveals it all. <laughs> <Yep>. Maybe <laughs> Mephisto is blocking Bucky's text to Sam. That's it. See, Man. we got there. Totally we got, got there. there. Keep this up the great theory. Work. Love you guys 3,000. Or as my four-year-old would say, to 100. <laughs> <laughs> to 100. Um, yep. Let me, that, that feedback is sadistic. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the worst. That's the worst. I love I, it. It's a great idea. I don't think they're going to do it for a couple of reasons. Mostly, it would be it would very much be retreading Civil War, right? Yeah, right. it's a little too similar. Like you killed my mom, you killed my, you it, killed my partner, you killed everybody, killed Bucky. Everybody. You're such a murderer. <clears throat> right. Yeah. We we can't go back and make every person that died in the past be the Winter Soldier's fault. <laughs> Although a lot of them could be, and I would love in a Winter Soldier show to for us to find those things out. But this show is like about their friendship, and also they were friends like for a couple years before this, like all that civil war times and stuff. Yeah. And, and so I would think that they would, they, they, they would know, have talked about this already, if that makes sense. Oh, but yeah. I guess he was, he was in Wakanda. But he's not time. much of a talker. True. And he's, and he was in Wakanda becoming the white wolf. The white wolf. Like, oh, you the white panther now? You spent some time in Wakanda? You think you quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that line. <laughs> That's too. so good. He's like, I'm a white God, wolf. He was like, huh? I love that you put your Philly spin on it. <laughs> no, you really, oh, you think you, you think you're stealthy now? Oh, you think you're stealthy, oh, you white think you're quiet, now. you're just the oh, white panther. All the time in Wakanda. It's just the white panther crapping around. <laughs> Jeff, I don't think that was on purpose. I think oh, okay. that was... It just comes out joke. from here to there. And, and now you're... Uh, now you're really, really, like, making fun of her a little bit. I feel like you should calm down. Yeah, you <laughs> sexist male... <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Why? Why bring that one up? Oh, I had to. I I actually want to respond to that one because uh, I don't think she was coming from a bad place. Uh, we we were looking through our many one star reviews because we talked about racism. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Um, you want me to queue and it we up? Found one. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. If you want, if you got it handy. I think I do. Great content, but low key sexist. I love this podcast, but in the most recent episode, they questioned if Elizabeth Olsen understood the gravity behind her statement that the final episode would have a Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian reveal, quote unquote. It was just a weird comment to make and didn't sit right with me. Would they have said that if it was already Jay? Really disappointed because I loved listening to this show, but now I just feel on edge waiting for them to put down another female MCU character, hoping for an apology and growth from these podcasters. Ugh. Erroneous. This is just an erroneous remark. I, I, I really am sorry that it, uh, that it came out that way. That it was uh, that it, it was it could have that I could have said it in a way that would be perceived that way. I'm not sure who said it, but I remember probably, having that probably, discussion. Yeah. It was probably me. I remember having that discussion. <laughs> so like, it's very possible that I said that. Um, but honestly, here is what I was talking about: is the fact that like. I don't think any Hollywood younger person would, I would not immediately think that they would understand what a Luke Skywalker reveal would mean. That's really where like my, like I think of Star Wars and Star Trek and 
as as kind of a geeky pursuit. At least it was when we were younger. Yeah. And like to really understand, to really like love Luke Skywalker most. And this is brash generalizations. Most are like kind of kind of geeky. I mean, it's what we do. It's like it's 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 a stereotype, but it's true. And it's how I how I grew up. And she's thirty two. Um, Right, right. Yes. She's she's a little younger than mm-hmm. me, uh, so she's younger, and she. Uh, so if anything, maybe ageist. But I, I did not. If I if there was if there was any if 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 a male who had grown up in Hollywood whose whose um, sisters were famous, like all that stuff makes me like I don't think of her as like a geeky person. Is right. is all right? But she does really. But see, like she loves the Marvel comics, especially the Scarlet Witch stuff. But I don't know if that's like from prior to her being cast. Well, wasn't that not even real? She didn't even say that. Right? What? When it came down to it, that was a false thing, too, on top of everything. Like, she was misquoted. Like, yeah. From what I understand, a reporter came at her real hard asking her that question and, like, kind of pushed that question on her. And she said, like... Oh yeah, we've got we've got big reveals like that. Like trying to make her show sound good. I don't think like I think literally the context of the interview makes it sound like she doesn't really like doesn't really know what that scene in the Mandalorian meant to people who like grew up with Star Wars. Like that's what I meant. Like I literally meant what she said didn't exactly sound like it. Like I don't think I don't think that girls can't like Star Wars right. at all. I know lots of girls. I know who Star Luke Wars. Skywalker is. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I have more female friends that all of my male friends are big Star Trek fans, and all uh, I have way more female friends that are big Star Wars fans. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that guys are are more logical? Than oh women? God! Women have to like Moving Star on. Wars. Um, <laughs> I I did not say that. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I just like the kids I grew up with. A lot of the males I grew up with were big Star Trek fans. Like we all, like we all watched and talked about Star Trek a lot. And then a lot of my female friends that I grew up with were all Star Wars fans. So I like really don't have that as a like stereotype, even. Yeah, I can. I agree to that. I wasn't that into Star Trek. I used to have to watch it with my smoking Scottish babysitter, but uh, I was real into Star Wars. <laughs> She's like, mm, the stories are on. <laughs> I know a lot of Star Trek fans that are female as well. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any correlation there at all. It's just like, that's the thing. I don't think of it as a correlation. It's all I'm saying. And I really do apologize that it came off <laughs> that, that way. Matt, put the shovel down. It didn't. We're fine. I don't think I'm still shoveling. I think I made my point okay. Mm. You're, probably, you're probably right. Ricardo Jimenez on Gmail says... <laughs> Oh, sorry. I love transitions like that where it's so awkward. Uh, <laughs> has uh, sent us an email. It says, hey guys, your caffeinated friend Rick from the Amazon track again. The other times I've written in with theories or feedback, it's usually laced with dumbass jokes and poor attempts at comedy, much like in the Star Wars trivia chat. But I just had to quickly write in and say the Falcon and the Winter Soldier cast from Tuesday was my favorite yet. All three of you have an open mind and discussing the social aspects of the show while sticking firmly to your stance after logical and reasonable debate is inspiring, satisfying, and appreciated. Like so many other people around the world, but more specifically America, I am of mixed race. And for this show to represent many people and explore different facets of life within the context of Marvel, and then also have the MCU cast discuss it further, 
It's my favorite time in the MCU and my favorite time to be an MCU cast listener. Very appreciative to all three of you for including Fox. <laughs> I'm sticking with you all for as long as the show exists. Still waiting on my 4K TV, so I'll stick to loving you 3K. Rick. <laughs> I get Rick. it. I get it. Thanks, I get Rick. it, Rick. Amazon truck, you're my hero. You bring you make sure the world keeps turning. Yep, for real. Rick's the real hero here. Yeah. Uh, that whole uh, essential worker thing, like, really did hit me during the during the height of the pandemic, like, how appreciative I am of people that do stuff like do that kind of work. Yeah. Um, I, I went to the grocery store, like, in the middle of the pandemic. I think it was, like, the thing that, like, made me, like, fall apart. The, the first thing that, like, really made me fall apart was I went to the grocery store with a list, as I do every week. Uh, that uh, of things I was going to get because we did our meal planning and we did our like list that we needed of stuff from the grocery store and I went there and none of the stuff I wanted was there mm -hmm. like all the stuff we planned on was not there and it was just like the privilege of living in a in a, in a country where I can go to the grocery store and know what's going to be there every week yeah right was suddenly gone and like that's and you panicked I I did did you shoot someone that day. <laughs> Is that a southern joke? <laughs> it's because whenever we panic, we just start firing. Yeah, it's just it's a real just any Sam situation. We're as a fracking darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Alabama for you. Oh man, if it weren't true. <laughs> you got them snakes. <laughs> yeah, like that really like and and it and I just started thinking a lot about all the people that deliver stuff and like really like I it, like I know that sounds like a small thing, but like we went in there at, at one point we went into the grocery store and there was no meat. Oh yeah, just, like, it was so meat, strange. The meat and deli counter. There's just no meat at the deli counter. And like I had to buy like the I had like search the grocery store for protein. Like I was like looking for any kind of protein I could find. It was weird <laughs> and like Picking up random cans. Does this have protein in it? <laughs> oh, it's like oh, these there's they don't have this meat, but they have frozen a frozen version. It's like I don't know, deep, whatever. I don't know. This will work for now. But I was getting like yeah, they were just running out of all meat. It was crazy. Oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get chicken breasts. I had to get thighs. No. Oh, <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Arbree says, uh, just throw this out there. Arbree says, my wife is a nurse. Uh, she's a goddamn boss, and I can't say that enough. What she went through is unfathomable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. And my girlfriend is a, a, a therapist, and she mostly dealt with people after they had COVID, um, but dealt with a lot of it. And, uh, yeah being in the hospital every day, especially at the height of the real fear when we really didn't understand the disease at all. Yeah, and knowing she's yeah. going to the hospital every day where she knows that people, she's dealing with people every day that have it. Um, but yeah. she doesn't know. We just didn't know how scary it was exactly. Like now we have at least some picture of like, oh, these are the risk factors. And these, but like at the beginning, it was just like, oh, there's this thing that's floating. And it, if someone touched it, you're going to die. <laughs> It really, it was a scary time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, thank you to Alyssa and thank, thank you, you to, Alyssa. thank you to Rob's, Rob's wife. Rob's wife. Thank you to Big Daddy Dev. He deals with post-COVID patients too. Thank you to everybody who does that stuff for real. Thank you to Rick for being it's, there uh, delivering stuff for us. Yeah. It like the world kept turning and I 
stayed home mostly and made podcasts. And uh, uh, oh, dude, you yeah. made a whole music video about your coronation. You yeah, that? I did. I did. <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh, yeah, I did indeed. Winston Gordon sent us an email said, I just want to say that I really appreciate you guys not shying away from tough conversations about race, especially when that's obviously a topic the show is going to be going into, and it would be disingenuous not to discuss. As a black man seeing black people going through situations that are all too familiar and stuff like this is always meaningful. I, all, I also know with everything going on in the world, making any comment at all will guarantee that you will lose listeners, which sucks. So to say thanks, I just became a patron. Uh, honestly, oh, it's man, a bit overdue, so mm-hmm. I'm not sorry for it. Or, sorry, I'm sorry for not doing it earlier. God, I can't read today. But after listening to the last pod, I can't not help out the little that I can. Keep doing what you're doing, Winston. Thank oh, you, man. Winston, so thank, much. Thank you so much, Winston. I'm not even sure I've seen that one yet. Um, I always try to th- write a personal message to the patrons when they become patrons, and... Oh, yeah? Since my computer crashed, I haven't been able to do that for a few days. And a lot of people, uh, we had a lot, I don't think we lost any patrons over no, this. No, we, we gained very sweet. some. We gained a few, uh, and we got a lot of the one-star reviews, but we didn't. I don't think any of the people who were patronizing uh, actually backed <laughs> off, uh, which is very sweet. Patronizing is such a funny word. Yeah, patronizing is a funny word. Thank you so much for becoming a patron, Winston. Really appreciate you. Um, and everybody who's became a patron, we really need to do our read uh, everybody's names on the podcast. We haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we haven't, yeah, done, yeah. we haven't done that in a while, and uh, we we owe for a few months of those. And so I, maybe we'll just do a few a week and just thank them. Yeah, because we need to be doing that. Uh, Nathaniel Blinar sent us a, a Twitter message saying, "New Shield theory. This new Shield seen at the end of Endgame is very different from any other Shield we've seen." Sam says it feels like it belongs to someone else. Steve says it doesn't, implying that the shield belongs to Sam. This theory goes two ways. Time-traveling Cap actually obtained the shield from Sam Wilson in the future with instructions to bring it back to past Sam. And theory two is that time-traveling Steve is in another timeline where Sam Wilson Cap dies and Steve brings it back to our Sam Wilson. I like this theory. It's a lot of fun. I think it's a little reading too much into that line. I think he's just saying... I think there's a much simpler way. Occam's razor, I think, says that there's, there's a very simple explanation. He's just saying, like, it's yours now. It's a cute way of saying that. But I do yeah. love the, like, theory. I like the, I like the, I like the crackpot theory. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I like, I, I am a fan of crackpot theories, uh, but I, I think I have to agree with you on the, uh, the Occam razor's take on this. It just, it felt like with the music in the moment and, yeah. And the emotion of it, like... And the way he delivered it. He just had this yeah. little smirk, like, well, it's not. Yeah. Like, it, like, it no, very much felt like, no, now. this is your shield, Sam. Like, yeah. this is yours. You yeah. you deserve it. You have earned it with your, you know, with your your heroism, uh, your heart drive. Like, I've seen the way that the world has gone for the past five years, and I really think that you're the one to, to lead us forward as Captain America. I, that's what yeah. I took it as. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think audio cut out again. I can't hear Matt. I can see him flailing on the stream. Uh, hey, hey, stay live stream. I think you can hear me yelling into Jeff's microphone. Um, I can't figure out how to get my audio back. So they're going to do the end of the cast without me. 
But I love you all, 3,000. Oh, no. And I'll try to get this working before next time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to shut myself down. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So we'll get to the feedback in the chat. I have about three good ones. Um, Sunny Tetris says, if Zemo forms a team of supervillains, who would he recruit? Was Batrock brought back for this, maybe? Ooh, Batrock, the leader. Oh, oui, oui. Uh, maybe. Um, I like, ooh. Well, no, okay. Mm. I kind of like Blonsky. I like I like the idea of Blonsky uh, coming back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I don't know if Zemo would want that. I, I think Zemo wants people that he can control. Yeah, that's his And I don't game. know that Blonsky is necessarily that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so it all depends on where they're going with the story. It's hard to, like, yeah. guess. Who who is well, like, in the he, Masters he of Evil? A, uh, who's in the first Masters of Evil? Oh, God, I don't know. Let's see. Let's find out. Masters of Evil... Uh, first version was in the Avengers number six. Radioactive man. Mm. Who's Pace Pot Pete? (laughs) 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 Oh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Black Knight is one of the, uh, one of the first, uh, or part of the first Masters of Evil. Is he an Eternal? Yeah, he's going to be an Eternal as well. Um, the... The version of him that is, um, or the version of Black Knight uh, that is the descendant who became the hero. I can't remember his freaking name at this point, um, but he's the one that's going to be in Eternals. He's played by uh, John Snow. John Snow. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of his name. John Snow it's, is his um, name. It's Heidi McAbs. What the hell's his name? I can't remember. John Snow. Yeah, it's John Snow. Chip Harrington or something. <laughs> Kit. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. There <laughs> Just it had is. had to work it we out. There. <laughs> Chip. Ooh, a minute. So are we going to see Kit Harrington show up in the show? I hope so. Probably You want him in every show, I, want, I know. Yeah. Sans The shirt. thirst is real. He's just not allowed to think or speak. <laughs> or wear a shirt. Yeah, or wear a shirt. <laughs> yeah. that, that tracks, that tracks. Okay. Plowing for... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Our breeze says, going off the White Wolf. Do you guys think that there that will come back into play as a new identity or ethos for Bucky? Since the Winter Soldier is probably taboo to say in regards to a hero. Uh, I like that because he did say he's no longer the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he corrected Falcon to say that he was the White Wolf. Um, you know, he said it's actually White Wolf, but yeah. Uh, in comics, there's precedent for there being uh, a, a character called White Wolf that is like a a big proponent of Wakanda um, because he you know loves Wakanda so much. He was an outsider, got taken in. They took um, care of him. And yeah, they they took care of him. They adopted him and everything. Like that could that could be the way that they go. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to follow the same track as that guy. Right. Is like 
he thought he was going to be a uh, like next in line for the throne kind of guy. Ooh. And then um, like they were like, you know, I um, I expect to get or they, no, they they wanted to show up to Chala by being like a better Wakandan, like uh-huh. um, you know, real competitive or whatever. But eventually got put in for or put in charge of the uh, Wakandan like secret army or secret service or secret police paramilitary kind of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's precedent for that that identity in the comics, and like it's never, as far as I know, it's never revealed. Um, like who is actually under that guise? Hmm. I'd so love that. Could be Bucky. Yeah, he does know. need a new uh, mantle. He needs a he needs a purpose is what he needs. And I would love him going back and showing up in like Black Panther two. Yeah, I would too. I feel like in this episode, Bucky finally found some purpose. Like found found something to do. Yeah. Like idle hands, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That and that's like that's why he he seems so much more um, energetic, Bucky-ish, I guess, and, yeah. and upbeat. Yeah, yeah, like his old self kind of thing. Um, but in the first in the first episode, when the doc was like, you know, you're a free man, and he said to do what, and he was just kind of like, I don't know what you know, I don't have a purpose, I don't know what to do, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like the most emotion we saw from him is when he broke uh, Red Wing, where when they broke Red Wing over the knee, and he was like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to do that." I <laughs> lost my shit. Like I laughed so hard. He acted that light in his face. He was so sincere. I was like, "The emotion, I feel it." Yep, it's there. <laughs> it's real. It's visceral. It's real. It's right there. <laughs> My favorite part, probably. <laughs> you get you have I, you three know, guys on you kicking your ass, and you had enough time to be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. It's like when I see a puppy. <laughs> oh my god! Like, hey, I want yeah. to do that. <laughs> but it was equally as satisfying like, getting to see it. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> he was happy. He was like, "Oh, what a release!" <laughs> and, then, and then later, he was like, "I'm sorry about Red Wing." Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't you lie to me, you sack of shit. <laughs> Oh, I love, I love that that was foreshadowed though when he was laying on the ground after falling out of the plane. I mean, jumping out of the plane when uh, when he's like, "Get out of my get out of my face, Sam, or I'll break it." Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet you felt bad about that comment. <laughs> yeah. Right. <sighs> oh, it's fun. And then uh, and then he said, "I always wanted to do that." So you know, he really he really felt it. it was yeah. Great. At least he great. was still having feelings about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're still in there. All right. Okay. What's our last Spark one? Spark Sam eighty five says, "I'm late and I don't know if you all hit this yet, but do we think we will get Sharon on the next episode? And what do you all think her role will be? Is she still CIA? Is she actually going to be a flag masher? Or flag masher? Flag smasher? Keep up the great work. Um, what did what did uh what did Sam say happened to her? That she's like uh, ex- she got branded enemy of the state. Yeah, that's that's no good, according to yeah, Will Smith, no local <laughs> hero. If you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith, Gene Hackman. No, I can six degrees everything back to my local hero. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, IMDb shows her as 
uh, like credits her as having four episode uh, appearances. So okay, yeah, she's probably going to be there for the rest of it. Wow, yeah. We, oh but, my god, we only have. I don't like how short this show is. I know everyone's like, don't talk about the time, and just it's a gift. It is a gift, but it's six is too short. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're looking a gift horse in the mouth for more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I know a, you've got them. Give what happened them, at give eight, them. ten, or twelve? That was those were good yeah, whole right? numbers. <laughs> it's a nice round number. Yeah, you're six. <laughs> Mephisto. <Nine. gasps> oh, we got it. <laughs> we got it. We got there. Uh, as far as her role, though, I I don't know. I mean, she pulled a real freaking daredevil in the in the trailer. Yeah. So, like, you know, Daredevil season one in Netflix, um, where he was... I, I keep forgetting you didn't watch the Daredevil Netflix show. Who are you talking to? I thought you didn't. Are you crazy? Okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Charlie I, Cox is my Matt Murdock for life. I was the one who used okay. to write in the cast. I'm like, Matt, you shut your goddamn mouth about Iron Fist. He fits into it perfectly. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I retract my entire statement. Do you remember in the like first episode of, of season one of uh, Daredevil when he's like in in between like he was saving the girls in the in the shipping yard? Yeah. Like bouncing the stick off of everything, kicking everybody's ass. It looks like that's what Sharon does when she shows up. Yeah. But past that, <laughs> there's not going to be four episodes of that scene. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, I bet. I, I bet. No I hope she's after the flag smashers, like from a different side, or like after maybe the uh, power broker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She could be hunting the power broker, uh, approaching it from that angle. I, you know what, I would love. I would love to see uh, Sharon Carter show up hunting either the flag smashers or power broker, or both, and just have so much more information than Torres. Because yeah. Torres is like, Torres is the guy that's like, oh yeah, these guys have been showing up online and I've been, you know, I've been in forums and everything. She's like, oh yeah, well, I have been in all of their meetings. I know their entire portfolio. I just have to get to where that guy is. Like, I want her to have so much more data. Yeah. And, and have been doing so much a better job than Torres. Well, I wonder, I mean, she was in Fury's, you know, little group there. I'm sure he, in a way, yeah, probably has been in contact with her, if not helping her stay undercover. Neighbor. Um, so I wonder if she'll show up in more things. If he's in space, I don't know how much help he's going to be. That was a little while later. Where are we? What's the timeline? Remind <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, six months? Three months? Six months. Yeah, we're, we're six months past the blip. Okay. And, Far From Home was uh, six months after? Far From Home was like seven or eight, okay. I think. Okay. Maybe he made sure his affairs were in order before he took his break up <laughs> in space. <laughs> yeah, he's like writing a list. Yeah, he's I got Sharon. Sharon. I got this and, person. Uh, yeah. That person. Maria Hill. What's she doing? I don't yep. know. She's coming with me. That's what she's doing. She's coming with me. <laughs> Be sure that Maria eats her cereal every morning in a very particular way because it's kind of her thing. <laughs> like, leaving very specific notes. And Tyler's just like, no, yeah, I get it. I get it. You have a machine. that can, Just go. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, I feel like he's like the universe's dad now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, that really goes along with the, um, the, gra or the, the art that I saw that was like, 
Nick Fury holding a bunch of toddlers and like kids crawling all over him, and it was the Avengers, and they were all just like ah, and like Thor's hitting him with a little hammer, Aww, like kids. a little toy hammer. It's funny. Adorable. No, it, it just goes along with that. Yeah. It's not you know <laughs> saying they're actually children. Don't think of them as actually children, Ashley. Okay. I know I know how 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 violently you <sighs> react to that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway well so i guess i guess that's going to be it for us today uh thank you ashley for uh being the incredible producer that you always are <laughs> so sad we can't have you there on fridays you know right when we watch the episode you know um but yeah meant to be. it's uh meant to be jay okay. scotty it's okay <laughs> it's okay and Jeff you're doing a great time hosting we have a lot of you know it's very f few and far between the technical difficulties are this bad but we you know the show must go on and that's what we're doing tonight yeah and that's that's how we roll we we roll with the punches forward always forward like in Luke Cage uh CJ Hunt I can't jump on the Friday ones because I'm at, at my business work job business my work adulting job. work job yeah, I go in it. Yeah, way we're too working early. on getting this thing big enough so she can quit her business work job. Yep. <laughs> and then I can arrange flowers and stuff at the yeah. at the Stranded Panda headquarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the goal. Yeah, someday, someday, mystical someday. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay. uh, thank you everybody for coming along with us on this journey. Sorry, we got super political, I guess, but I'm not kind of I'm kind of not sorry. Not uh, sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fatwas. Fatwas. Fatwas um, is bringing it out, man. Not, we can't. Yep. We didn't write the show. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on Wednesday nights uh, for MCU trivia on Stranded Panda or on twitch.tv slash Stranded Panda TV. Uh, we're going to have a great time every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. Uh, we start at 7 o'clock Central. Uh, that's when Matt starts playing music, usually. And then by about 7.30, we usually start the game. And then we have a great time after dark. Come and join us for that. And uh, on Friday, we, we're going to watch the newest episode uh, at 8 o'clock on Cener. And then here on, here on Twitch, Panda, or twitch.tv slash TV. I'll get it right someday on the first try. Uh, we're, we live record the episode to or our MCU cast episode to talk about it. Be there for that. Uh, also, Matt would probably like you to know, uh, check out Ventures Assemble on the network. There's, uh, there's Godzilla vs. Kong is coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two days. Yeah. They just did, uh, they just did Justice League, the Snyder Cut. And Godzilla vs. Kong is coming up, and they're real excited about that. They've been doing the run-up to that. Great stuff all around. And uh, let's see, what else? What else can we plug? Uh, I still haven't scheduled anything with John Niles for 4M, so, you know, we're still considering that dead. Uh, is that dead? <laughs> no, it's not dead. It's not dead. Oh. It's just, it's on the farthest back of backburners. Get your pirates out. Feed the people. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. And I guess we'll catch you on the next one. If, as Matt would say. If I say peace, you peace. say the other thing. We could do this. Okay, ready? Okay, okay, okay. You do okay. it. You do it. All right, everybody. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye.
We're great. We're great. We nailed it. <laughs> High fives all around. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts. And now a video version is streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.